And welcome to the Lords of Loud podcast. We're just four guys who enjoy a good debate about music. We thought we'd move our rants and discussions into the podcast era. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords. I'm the Walrus. As always with me, I have Lord Brett. He is the Eggman. Lord Kev, he is the Scotch Eggman. And Lord Al, he's the Eggplant. Welcome back to the Lords of Loud, and tonight uh, we're talking about the most important albums of all time. Now, this can be albums that potentially started a genre of music. Uh, it could be albums that cause some kind of cultural, you know, upheaval or cultural movement. Uh, so, I think this could be an interesting uh, discussion on what are the most important albums in, and we're keeping it to sort of pop culture. We're not you know, delve as we do, don't delve back into, you know, classical music and things like that. But so we're talking about, uh, yeah, because Al, Al had some pure jazz, you got some pure jazz, pure jazz. Mm. that you were mm. just, yeah, this is when bebop really mm. absolutely <laughs> hit its stride. So, who can kick us off with, uh, with an album they think is, is, you know, one of the sort of more important albums in history? So let me let me throw one in, and it's and it when you talk about what makes something important, it's about potentially the maturing of a genre. Mm-hmm. So um, could be, yeah, it could be it could be the key album of that yes, genre. Yeah. So uh, Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" nineteen seventy one. Yep. It's regarded as the maturing of uh, that soul Motown thing to a social conscience. So up until then... I was going to say, it, it, it hits on both fronts. It's yeah, yeah. a good album musically, and like you say, it could be potentially classed as the peak of that yeah. of that yeah. period, but also huge social impact. Yeah, well. yeah. And, and so they're and talking... commentary. That's right. They're talking about up until then, you know, mm-hmm. music in that Motown soul style mm-hmm. was... Um, you know, uh, relationship-based, yeah. or, or or let's all have a good time, everybody. You know, or isn't this awesome? You know, um, and then and then Marvin Gaye comes along, and at that point in his career says, "No, let's talk about mm. let's talk about social change, and let's talk about using this genre yeah. to to do that." You know, let's take something that everyone loves and and get them to think about something as well. So weren't Slay, Family Stone doing that type of stuff, and then? You know, James Brown was pretty political. Yeah, yeah, was war. yeah, yeah. But again, I guess that's that's you. We have to look at that as your what funk. Right. We're talking yeah. funk. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is this is really you know, I, I, I mean, more of a mainstream, smooth. Yeah, yeah bit yeah, more yeah. smooth, bit more soul, yeah. you know, sort of stuff. Mm. Whereas I think yeah, that's that's the the uh, greasier, grimier sort of music you know sly and james were into where it was yeah doing the same thing but also i think to be an important album it has to have a certain amount of there has to have been a certain amount maybe of appeal or of of public identification or acceptance or or at Mm. least white folks um (laughs) at least (laughs) oh well this is it no yeah 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 yeah, you're right yeah but yeah you know there has to be a certain it had to have got out there enough that people yeah to be important like it can't be just some in this context exactly you know, garage you're talking about release that three people heard or whatever yeah. you know like it has to be something that people heard and and sort of it became an impactful whereas you know you think about like you know i'd love james brown but again from he he's like a greatest hits artist like i you i couldn't name a, hmm. a james brown album you know like yeah yeah individual yeah. album or whatever like it's as, as great as his music is it's it's the combination of of his works it's not sort of much you know it's not i think oh that particular one yeah. album was you know, mm. 
Yeah, incredible. Yeah, incredible one on tracks. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that kind of black and proud that one. Yeah, and that, but they were real. And as a figure, he was really important. Oh yeah, absolutely. As a crystallizing album with social movement. Yeah, I agree. That was it. And I think I think Marvin's message too, and and going back to Ben's point, it is widespread. It's not, you know, it wasn't. Hey, uh, black people, what's going on? Mm. It was generally, hey, what's going on? Mm. You know, um, whereas you know the the James Brown was celebrating the culture. You know, this was a this was a, a wider message. Mm. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a that that one. I mean, yeah, you know that if you were to even just try to name your top five social consciousness albums, yeah. they yeah. would have to be. Sort of right up there in that list. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love. one owl or no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing there's favorite albums but trying to pick one and, but, it's hard to you use know. the words metal unimportant <laughs> Same well that's the thing like it's like you know there are uh, it's a very I think there are even genre. in metal albums there's there'd, there'd be important albums that that sort of were the ones that not necessarily started a genre but there's certainly albums that maybe bought metal into the popular sphere like we've yeah. talked about in the past like metallica's black album for example like well yeah that. i mean that was that's one that really crossed over yeah. into the commercial you know yeah. space in a way that i don't think at least in terms of sales or anything any other album hmm. perhaps appetite for destruction guns maybe. and roses maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 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 yeah 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 um i mean there were uh, you know soft metal like you know def leppard and sure. whatever but that was i guess the black album was Mm. As close as you could get to what they'd previously been doing, well, it was a, while it, still being yeah, it was more of listenable. It, it was the first time a you know, let's say a, a credible yeah metal act yeah. crossed over into that you know apart. I mean, they had they had one off the previous album yeah. which crossed yeah, uh, and maybe that was the impetus for them to go with something like the Black Album, you know. Mm. But that seemed to be the first time a, a credible. Mm. Yeah, metal artist crossed into that sort of popular sphere. Yeah. So that. Yeah. yeah. So, so for my lack of knowledge about metal, yes, has there never been an album like that in any other genre within metal that seemed to go, wow, hang on, these guys, like, yeah, I mean, um, even you know, for me to go, yes, I, I understand why that's important, suggests that it crossed over into where the hell I was at. There are other crossover ones, but I think the Black Album. Just sold so many copies. It's the most yeah. obvious one. Yeah, it's. it's I don't think there's any others. If commercial success yeah. gives some indication of cultural impact, but again, uh, you're you're, you're talking any. you're talking about a genre within metal, right? Because hair mm. metal, oh yeah, crossed over, and maybe the thing is but maybe hair metal didn't maybe hair metal didn't cross into metal, right? But that wasn't that wasn't a, they, they weren't. I mean, that, yes, they had their place and whatever, but they weren't. Yeah. Like we talked about, they went huge. We've talked about in the past the the big four sort of metal <clears throat> thrash metal bands yeah. in particular, but yeah, the the bands that did have hits, you, yeah, like your uh, Def Leppards and your um, 
you know, your hair metal, poison, poison and those sorts of guys. Motley Crue. Motley Crue, those mm. those bands weren't they weren't they were never <clears throat> they never they never they never started as a as necessarily credible yeah. metal bands. You know, this yeah. is the first time one of the big four crossed over into that commercial yeah. sphere. So yeah, and really nailed it like yeah. like the Black Album in terms of sales is up there it. with a lot of and they, your stock standard commercial artists. And, I think and why? 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 What? What happened? I don't. I've, we had songs like Nothing Else Matters. The, the songs were. Well, they had a ballad. Yeah, there was a ballad on there which was a big hit. Yeah, okay. uh, and, and right. it, it was played on on your sort of your normal MTV top forty yeah, type. Yeah. You know, like Rage. We've talked about in the past Rage and things like programs like that picked up songs like that because they were sort of of a commercial level where yeah. you know they mm. they'd play that music and then it, and then people just loved it. I mean they were good they were good songs yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean the heavier <laughs> stuff was not it wasn't fast like some of their other stuff previous stuff had been mm. or even stuff off that album was as well but it was also superbly produced mm. okay uh, by Bob Rock yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So, so, yeah. so essentially, what almost you're saying that that uh, potentially hard rock fans could easily go, yeah, I, I dig that because yeah, it oh, wasn't yeah. people who weren't into metal. Yeah, yeah, it was easily accessible, and I feel that it was almost a gateway for some people to go back and then look at bands like Megadeth and and Anthrax even, and think like go like explore some some of that sort of surrounding. Yeah. Surrounding bands, like feeling comfortable to almost, yeah, like, you yeah, know, like yeah. to go in and have a look at some of that other stuff. But but it was probably, yeah. I mean, the fact that it did have such crossover appeal um, was evident when you'd see people wearing Metallica t-shirts mm. that you just wanted to slap. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yeah. ma- ma- that's the Kevin in you yeah, coming out right. where you go, you're not allowed to like my band. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Metal fans are mm. extremely territorial. Yeah, and if they think that, I mean. Back in the day, maybe they're all enlightened these days. I don't know, but back in the day, like if you didn't look the part, yeah, yeah. or you liked, you know, other mm. types of music that was wrong, it's like, why are you wearing that t-shirt? Why are you liking that band? Wow. You're not allowed to like the music that I like. Yeah. I'm going to get very upset by this. <laughs> that's why that that album was so divisive with true fans, like what yeah. people called true yeah. fans, like the people who'd, who'd followed them right from the start. You know, the yeah. Cliff Burton days, like. Mm. They were like horrified that that this thing had become a commercial yes. success, and yeah. even if you liked these, it, all these wankers were now going, "Oh, yeah. well, I love a bit of metal." Well, that's the thing—you turn up to the concerts. Yeah, like a, uh, like that was the only time that I, excuse me, saw them, and it was um, Brisbane. They toured on the Black Album. I was like, "It's going to be awesome," you know. Metallica turned up, and you start looking around, and like, you know, there'd be points in the song that if you'd been a fan for ages, you know, for the previous eight years or whatever. Um, you know, they'd hit this point of the song and, you know, James Hetfield, the singer, would point out to the crowd going, you know, it's, guys, it's your turn to sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing this back to me and everyone's just like, uh, <laughs> what's this song? I don't know. Uh, play something off the black album. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nothing else matters again. Yeah. I understand, man. I understand those lyrics. Um, yeah, so it was just, yeah. Oh, I think it had a big impact. And it was it was good and bad. What, See, was, the, what was the bad? What was the bad? Well, the bad part was for the true fans. Yeah, um, well, because like said, divided. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was partly. I think because you did see. It was more poppy, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, well, a lot of people, lyrically, they uh, they sucked a bit. 
Mm. Um, musically, they were still okay, but they weren't doing quite yeah. what they'd done previously. And then you had a producer called Bob Rock. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of <laughs> most people most people state that as the point when they that that was the end of their yeah through right yeah the yeah good yeah. music. You know, I mean, like stuff they've released since then has been all pretty flaccid kind of. You know, for for the for the hardcore yeah. fans, yeah. like yeah. it's been pretty pretty weak. So yeah, uh, like I said previously, when they did a tour a few years ago, they put it out to fans of each concert venue, vote for the songs that you want. Um, nearly, I think ninety percent was off the stuff before the Black Album. Yeah, okay. Or it included right. the Black Album. Yeah, but it was really that was their their deal with the devil. Mm. And it, it yeah. worked beautifully yeah, for right. them. Yeah, yeah. And it made quite an impact. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. That was the bad. But artistically, yeah. artistically, might have been their death knell. Yeah. So, so, mm. in, so again, it's important because it brought new people to metal. Mm. But, but it also may have ended their artistic career. Well, it, could, well, it was it was almost their cred to a degree. Their street, their street yeah, cred. Yeah, their, their street yeah. cred. Two guys going to the, going to the Seven Eleven. You were done with them. <laughs> exactly. But I can't do it. Uh, and and for me, yeah, it was. I mean, I kind of wasn't all that in, much interested in new stuff coming out by anyone in metal. By the time they started releasing their new albums, yeah. but when I listened to them, I was like, oh, that's it. Did you have a one you want to throw in there, or? If I mean the bollocks. Yeah, oh, um, that's a that's, yeah. a that's a great. It's probably the easiest one to think of yep. when you think about this type of thing. Importance a funny word, but as a high high tide watermark of a shift in music, I don't think mm. there's been anything that's quite so um, so much a a, a a statement of intent, mm. beautifully orchestrated, and with a massive amount of impact just within the world of music. And I don't think, you know, I think they didn't really intend it um, to be anything more than a joke. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah it I was bet. meant to be, it was meant to have an impact. I don't think they realised that musically it could have such a change. And I don't think it's no, the actual music that changed it. It was more hmm. just... No, it was it was the vibe and the attitude. The attitude, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it sort of really represented a slap in the face to the current music. It was a message of you know hatred towards the dinosaur rock stuff. Mm. But um, here we go, Pink Floyd again. Yes, <laughs> Floyd. Floyd bashing. They, they really Hashtag hated Floyd, Floyd. They hated mm. Led, Led Zeppelin, who annoyingly would turn up at the back of their shows and try to be mates with them because <laughs> um, they thought they were into something new. Um, I mean, I think you could credit a lot of bands leading up to that musically, and I would say that possibly mm. the real change agent was Mr. Iggy Pop and Raw Power, which was released, you know, a fair few years earlier than that. But it took a groundswell, and this is the one that popped through and became mm. a bit like what you said before about the other albums. This is one that became culturally recognised. 
you know, yeah. offended. Mm. Offended the right people, yeah. you know, mm. and um, and change things, and and and, and especially in the UK, it, it, it but I'd, home, you know. I'd also argue that it was the only album that was, yeah. And this is probably we, yeah. Let's have another show on this in particular, yeah, to focus more on punk. But for me, it was the only true punk album. I'd I'd make a case that Iggy Pop, uh, yeah, Ramones, Future Ramones albums were just an extension of of rock. I think if you're talking about the punk ethos of trying to sort of destabilize, you know, the establishment and the and the thing, I think that this album was Yeah, I mean I don't one think one of the only um, real cases of that. You know, like Yeah. I don't think that um the albums that came before it were described as pre punk were political in the way that punk yeah that's right but that's what i'm saying i think this is the one that and the british acts took up punk, on that political you know, noise that was inside album, yeah. it and they said you know this is time to talk about real social mm. you know consciousness yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. consciousness uh yeah and that that was a real difference it wasn't to say that there wasn't a political um subtext with being so in your face mm. as say the stooges were and um, so anti-establishment in their act, but their words were about let's have a good time, let's you know, yeah, and, yeah, let's yeah. crank it up. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, that's saying, right. You know, it was more an extension of, of just royalty. that rock like yeah. thing, you know, like let's do it, let's do it raw, and let's let's put all this power and enthusiasm and everything yeah. into it. Yeah, but it didn't have that same message of. But I think again, yeah. although the politics was embedded in it, I think the real the real change agent, the real impact was musically. Because it just was a different way of playing your instruments. Yeah, sure. And it said yeah, to yeah. people, "Fuck all this shit," you know. Look around yeah. you. These people going on with twenty-minute guitar solos, and it's in, I can you make know, a statement even if I can't and, play yeah. my instrument. I can still make a statement and make some noise and get out there and just have yeah. an attitude. Yeah, yeah. that's the it. thing. I think they they could all play. Um, I mean, Sid Vicious was uh, he didn't play on that album, um, and he was the only one that really couldn't play. They had to labour a bit to get him to to get him up to speed, but apparently, you know, he was also keen on trying to get better at it, um, which doesn't fit in at all. You don't see him as an ambitious type. No. Um, but no, like listening to that album, it's musically they've got their chops. Um, yeah. But, but, and, and, but it, and it isn't all that apart from the lack of solos, which is a great point. Yeah. Um, it's not all that different from a lot of other rock. That came before it. Like if you listen to the album as a whole, it's just like, well, you know, some of the some of the tones might be a little different, but in terms of playing style and you know hmm. song structures and stuff like that, it's very very similar. Look, it's first chorus, but the attitude, first chorus, is, the noise on the first line of "Pretty Vacant" mm-hmm. was yeah. something that hadn't been heard, you know, and. And I mean that in the sense that, yeah, there were other bands around, there were the Slits and there was other bands that came through at the same time, but the Pistols somehow wrote the pop tunes that got, the, you know, the pretty yeah, they broke through. So you can hear yeah. Pretty yeah. Vacant and you can go, this is new. And it must have been yeah. so much fun to just be right in it and go, yeah. mm. um, you know, and, and it, it came along with a mouthpiece and Johnny Rotten. Yeah. And it came along mm. with, you know, actually not backing down being mm. prepared to to be hated mm. in the streets, like hated punks were not um, popular people. Um, they were vilified all throughout the press, and oh, yeah. you know, it became a nation. They became the kicking bag, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. You know. 
and they went to tour America and they were just abused. Yeah, it does remind me a bit actually. Um, so they stuck to their guns, is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. they rode, they, they, they had a political message and they were prepared to suffer for it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were having fun, but they were also not backing down. And Yeah. Well, I think they also had, I mean, with Malcolm McLaren on board, it was just like, well, you know, yeah, any publicity sure. is good publicity yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah. a buck to be made in this. Oh, hey, look, there was, the, there was definitely the carnival aspect to it and people talk about that all the time, about how it was a scam and how it was all, you know, mm. that there's an element of truth in that, that's for sure. But, that's why I say it was something that worked, not in the way they intended. They wanted yeah. to have a payday. Yeah. You know, they wanted notoriety and they wanted to have a laugh. Did they intend to change the way music was played? Did they think it would have that? Result? Yeah. And yeah. that's why it's important, like, because it, it happened despite all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of remind me, in a way, of um, Nirvana with Nevermind, mm-hmm. in that it was like, well, you know, there were predecessors musically and, you know, yeah. A little bit in terms of, well, you know, lyrical content. I mean, Nirvana were not at all political uh, in the way that Sex Pistols were. But they wrote but, hooks, didn't they? they, they yeah, they, they it was just like, yeah, yeah. we're going to take this cross it over. Th- this thing which has been, you know, playing around on the borders of, of mainstream music. Popularity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and take it and, you know, kick, kick it out so yeah. that everyone can, yeah. can see it and then kind of disappear. Yeah, so, and I don't think that was their intention either. I don't think no, they no. had any idea. And, and no. that ties back to what you said about Metallica as well. I mean, half of their songs on their album were about the idiots who were turning up at their show because they were famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like they were actually writing about that stuff. But, I mean, um, yeah. I, I got one more for you. Mm. I don't know if... Yeah, Because yeah, obviously yeah. that, that, one's, uh, mm, that yeah. one springs to mind. Um but I always would say, with a UK context, that Screamadelica by Primal Scream mm. changed again the way that music was going, and it was going into that sort of indie had become normal, mm. you know. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. uh, uh, you had crossover bands like um, like Nirvana, mm. just meaning everyone was listening to alternative music now. Alternative, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. The normal. So what yeah. do you do? It was with grand, that? Well, like, mm. Look, I'd say it was even the Black Album. Um, and then, which which very closely, almost identically timed, came Nirvana, like Nevermind, and things like mm. that. Whole period is when that yeah. that really flipped. That yeah. the alternate yeah. radio to popular really flipped in right around that sort of ninety one. So yeah, 91, 92 sort of. So what do you do when the alternative is normal? Do you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 exactly right. Weird. Um, but then this movement came out at the same time again. In, and it, to my mind, it was in reaction to grunge. It mm. was like, by the time Nirvana came out, it was already kind of, do you know what I mean? It was yes. already kind of dying. Mm. And um, it seemed like there was this underswell of, you know, the, the sort of happy house music, which was always a bit shit to listen to. And it needed, you know, that drug culture to come together with some really great albums. And Screamadelic was really the one that just brought that, all that cool history of mm. that type of music and and just turned it into a brilliant dance album. So, like, again, that was really important musically because it just, like, said, okay, we're doing it now. Yeah. I, w- I would have thrown Fool's Gold by Stone Roses in as well, but mm-hmm. that's not an album. Yep. It was one track, but yeah. that one track was like, right, these bands yeah. with a you know, brilliant history of all that 60s sort of mm. sound, taking it into mm. this, you no know, kind of 90s thing, 
we're now just going to get into the dance clubs as well and, yeah. and this is how we're doing it with a track like Fool's Gold and with an album like Scream of Deadly Cut. It's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when when I think of um, what what is what is popular music or rock music or whatever you want to call it, when it when it came, when it started, it was offensive, and it was you know, and it was something that something that kids went, "This is ours because mum and dad hate it." I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, And I and I see you know the Sex Pistols as doing that all again because by then, you know. All those '60s bands mm. had grown up, and so they're in their '30s and '40s, and they're playing massive stadiums, mm. and it's acceptable, and it's a business, you know, and it's and it's this big money making machine, and and the Sex Pistols and the punk movement went, no, it's rock and roll, and rock is is the kids, and it's supposed to offend you. And when I think of, you know, the statements they were tongue in cheek making about royalty. You know, I mean, that would have been a massive slap in the face to the majority of the UK, right? Oh, yeah. mm. To put the boot into to the royalty, and and again, you you see the same thing. You know, at the that whole indie thing. Well, what do we do now? And and it's again a bunch of kids going, "This is ours, and we're going to react and and do something that's going to offend a bunch of people." Mm-hmm. But but this is ours, and, yeah, and so yeah. you can probably go through and look at that each time and go, well, that's you know that's an important album if you can find one in that point where someone says, fuck what they're doing, we're going to offend a whole bunch of people and go off yeah. in a new direction. Is that the formula? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Where else does it play out? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. did you think about this one, Ben? Yeah, well, I'd go back to some of the classics things you guys. I had some similar, obviously, yeah, uh, Nevermind Bollocks was on there, Nevermind uh, for me, but... I go back to like uh, Elvis's Sun Sessions. I think that um, inspired yeah, countless generations of, yeah, yeah. of musicians, including you know, people like the Beatles and stuff like that. Um, even Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock album uh, back in that same sort of era. Um, and again, the formula's there, isn't it? You've got, yeah. you've got predecessors. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, along yeah, come, yeah, along yeah, comes someone who yeah. writes the tunes that really... Crossover, yep. yeah, and then you've got the offended mm. um, yeah. audience, oh, yeah, making it all the more exciting, yeah, well, yeah. You know, I think like Billy Bragg has a great. I think he, I think he's either had a, I think he might have even written a book or he's been involved in a documentary or something about the skiffle movement in Britain, um, and how that was, in his eyes, a more important movement than punk, even like because Ooh. of it had a again yes. it was that similar impact. Yeah. It had it got people out there, you know. Everyone you didn't need instruments. Yeah, at all. yeah. You needed if, if you, you couldn't yourself, afford yeah, it. Yeah, oh. you had a washboard. You you mm, made yourself you a T chess yep. base. Yep. You exactly got right. out, you know, you had a cheap guitar, whatever, and you could get out there. And, and that's, so that's post-war Britain. Yeah, and, and there right. isn't, you know, I wonder what the um, what the balance is with their little formula we worked out. Yeah, because, but that's roughly that's it. It's yeah, like no. so skiffle comes along. It was DIY. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. DIY, and that's the, that was the punk ethos, you know. So yeah. Skiffle was the original punk. People thought, like kids, kids, including John Lennon and Paul McCartney, looked at that and went, 
shit, we don't need yeah. fancy, you know, we, we don't need to be Bill Haley in the comments. We don't yeah. need to be Elvis. We can just, you know, here's Lonnie Donegan yeah, playing yeah. Skiffle and, and yeah. guys like that, you know. We can just, and they literally put that together. They were mm. a Skiffle group when they first started, you know. Um, and the same thing came along when Punk came along. It was like, oh, shit, we don't need to be these, you know, these amazing prog keyboardists yeah. and we don't need to be Rick Wakeman and we mm. don't need to be, you know, yeah. these incredible musicians. We can just... You know, these guys have given us the permission just to come in and go. Yeah. I don't even need to be able to barely play my instrument. I can just yeah. get in there and just make a noise and have the attitude and have some, you know, hit an audience, mm. whatever. Yeah. And then I guess in a similar way, when grunge came along, so it was like, yeah, you, know, you do. There's these cycles of sort of of things mm. where you know you 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 sort of encourage a whole new generation of people to to come along. Interesting. Go, oh, as I can well be really raw because like grunge. In my mind, it was sort of almost a, a reaction to that hair metal thing that was happening. You know, it was very polished, and you, yeah. you look at some of those Def Leppard albums. They're, they're, the hell, the, the you know, they produce the hell out of those things, yeah. and they sound amazing. Yeah. But if you're a young kid sitting there going, "Jesus, how do I, how do I get? I can't how, do, how can yeah. I sound like that? Yeah, yeah, or how yeah, do yeah. I, you know?" <clears throat> whereas then, then you know, some of these grunge bands come along, and it's it's so much it's rawer, and it's yeah. you know. You think, oh yeah, I, I could do that. You know, I yeah. Could, you know, that that's something I could maybe achieve with some mm -hmm. mates or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, something similar um, uh, is possibly uh, NWA straight out of Compton. Mm. Um, again, there would have been predecessors, uh, yep. especially you know political messages. Public enemy. In in hip -hop, hip hop, there would have had public enemy. I mean, going back to the message by Grandmaster Flash, mm -hmm. that was yeah, the eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking about the same type of stuff as right. as um, as NWA were, but in terms of you know, police, and then you're really <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you call your album "Fuck the Police." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. You know, you've immediately got the attention of everybody. That's yeah. it. Um, but it's like crossover. Yeah. yeah, and again, <laughs> three nicest people you could ever meet. I don't understand. <laughs> um, no, that's that, again that yeah, that's an important album because yeah. that, that's that's one of those seminal albums and of, of hip hop. And it just broke through and it, yeah. it played, paved the way for you know rap to become mainstream and you know and it did it by being abrasive and difficult. Yeah, do you know what mm. I mean? It didn't do it by sort yeah. of going like, please, or you know, do you want to listen to the you know. And write, you're right to tie it back to the message, for instance, because that was that's a really hard song to listen to. Yeah, as a, like as an adult, when you're a yeah. kid, you're just like going do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, listening to uh, it's like someone with a baseball bat mm. going to hit white me, lines. Yeah, yeah, white lines as well. Yeah, um, yeah that was, uh, that's the thing. It's, it was, but that and that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That if as an adult you're offended, potentially it's it's hitting the right spot well, the thing, to some degree. Well, at least with, I mean, it was like, you know, Grandmaster Flash and NWA were both talking about social problems. It's just that NWA did it in a way that like the Sex Pistols did. Mm. Just saying, yeah. you know, fuck you guys yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, you're making life incredibly difficult yeah whereas grandmaster flash was just like well this is a situation yeah and they weren't pointing fingers necessarily yeah. maybe yeah. it ties back to what's going on and, and the, the slight shift between the yeah. marvin gay thing totally. and the james brown thing like mm. um mm. if you think about what public enemy was saying with them fight the power yeah that's yeah. A strong message oh yeah yeah you yeah. know mm. it's a political one but it's talking to one side of the argument yes yeah. right 
whereas fuck the police gets everyone's attention. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's it. But sometimes that's what it takes, you know, and that and that's what makes it like when you have artists who are brave enough to to make that kind of statement. That's what takes it into that next echelon of mm. you know because it does cross over then like because people, it, it gets people's socially attention. important, yeah, culturally yeah, important. Right. It's a, it's a what was it in. Hunter Thompson called it like a high water mark. You you, mm. you can see the point. It will yeah. be forever there. Yeah, as when that dropped. Yeah. You, know, you know. And again, going back to your point earlier, I wonder if if they they if they're consciously going, wow, this is going. You know, as we're writing this, yeah. this is going to yeah. make a statement. Or are they, as I believe, you know, and you said, Kev, the Sex Pistols were going, hey, you know, this is a joke. Come on, you know, I wonder, I wonder if we can say this, and they'd say it. Wonder if we can say that, and they'd do it, you know. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what this the different set of psychologies were at play, because when you look at a guy like Flavor Flav, you see a prankster. Yeah, again. yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So um, they knew it was going to offend people. Yeah, that wasn't something they were frightened of, and they stuck to it. And they would have, they would have had some backlash. Exactly right. Oh god, yeah. Remember when the um, Beastie Boys came to the UK? Uh, when I was a kid. They were portrayed as this, you know, um, these thugs, you know, mm. like the the, the the Sun newspaper particularly covered them yeah. every every. Well, with the first album, yeah. Trash albums. If they're doing, doing hip hop, they must be thug. Yeah, they must be drug dealers. Oh, the stage shows. Whatever, you know, the stage shows were a little over the top, weren't they? Yeah, but I remember it was a real big thing. Like, yeah. you couldn't actually find out anything that they'd done. But yeah, it was just yeah. Like, this is the new threat, you know, these yeah. guys. Well, they got wow. songs that, you know, um, you know, treat women as sex objects. Like the first album was, you know, quite disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lyrically and um, yeah, from, from what I heard. That, did they manufacture, did they see the, the model was to create a fence? Yeah. they had in, in the Sun newspaper, you know, the perfect, you know, oh, yeah. drop-off point. Well, they're, 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 young, they're young guys yeah. playing music, touring, you know, mm. say, you know, getting all the benefits of, but you know, of sex, drugs, 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 and rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and the stage shows, from what I can recall reading about them or whatever, they were a little over the top and, you know, provocative. So yeah. th- those things combined, yeah. I... But they didn't have a, at that time, they're, they're much more of a musical act. They didn't have a political no. controversy no. To, to, to really yeah, put yeah. out they were, they were, a message well, that was challenging. Not, it was more not like in, the old... Not in a traditional way. I think they were playing on the whole where white guys doing rap music. Like, so in that way, they, were, they had a political message. Like they were playing with that. Political message, like, yeah, you know, but yeah. but also just the, maybe that's what the son was frightened of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like yeah completely yeah. reactionary, idiotic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, newspaper and, and just old school rock and roll bad behaviour. Yeah, and excess. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. They, they were the new Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They were the new, you know, Elvis. Whatever you wanted to pick yeah. at any yeah. era, it was just like, well, now these guys are coming over and corrupting you. You know, yeah. they're to be offended. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and, sure. and they're, yeah. they're there to 
to get noticed. Yeah. So let's get together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but maybe but I, think, were, I think a lot It could have been time, a racial element to that too. Like maybe they were thinking yeah. at the time, you know, there's all these, you know, obviously very popular black artists, but maybe they're not breaking through in the UK now that there's these white guys coming. Maybe yeah. that, maybe that's more of a crossover. And it certainly was for a lot of people. Yes. Like people yeah. would, because they'd play Beastie Boys tracks on, again, on Top 50 stuff, where they wouldn't play some of the some of that darker, hmm. sort of heavier sort of hip-hop stuff on, on those Top 40 well. type channels, you know. Like so maybe hmm. that crossover was a th- was more of a threat because, oh, okay, more of our, you know, White guys are going to hear this stuff, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. we're all Morris, Morris Minor in the majors. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that the Beastie Boys uh, are to uh, black rap artists as what Elvis was to the black musicians that he was copying back in the time. Exactly, yeah. it was the exact same thing. He was copying black artists, uh, bringing it to a populace, you know, at the time, you know, predominantly bringing it to that white audience mm. um, in the, and Beastie Boys in some way did the same thing, yeah, with, with hip-hop, mm. bringing it to teenagers. Because I remember when Beastie Boys hit, you know, all of a sudden some of my mates and stuff, they all, all of a sudden they were all, you know, into hip-hop and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was just because of the Beastie Boys. Like yeah. they didn't know, they didn't know the history of, of you know, with going back to sort of, you know, Grandmaster Flash. And they didn't know the OGs. Then, <laughs> that's right, but that, but you know, people do that, that both ways. Like it crosses, you know, yeah. it crosses. I, think, both I ways. think it's an interesting point, mm. but it's but it's something, yeah, it's something to explore. And mm. I think so. So I wonder then if if you pinpoint these important albums <clears throat> at these times, mm. and and it seems to be that that sometimes a formula can be let's offend people, and that will make this mm. an important album as mm. we you know Absolutely. as we as we start something new. Surely, is society progressing that it gets harder and harder to offend people? Because 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 yeah, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking back to Kev. You're saying Beastie Boys are coming. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Well, hang on. What year is this? And didn't it happen? You know, yeah, yeah. three mm. years beforehand and four years beforehand. Mm. And when the Stones had long hair, and That's you know, it. when when Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were busted for drugs, and there was a girl in a in a fur coat. You know, I, well, mean, I was wow, thinking terrible. about that when you were when you were talking about it before. I was thinking, what is it that happens now? And I was thinking about um, Twitter wars that erupt between rappers, um, you know, and that seems to be the way you can be the most offensive mm. um, artist out there mm. now. It seems to be, and you know, I think Azalea Banks is is probably held up there as one of those artists that just manages to just have wars with. Everyone, yeah, yeah, every and she is not holding back, and she's about notoriety and blah blah blah. Um, hilarious stuff, she comes across as an absolute cow, yeah, uh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. a horrible person because it's just on to everyone, but she's keeping her name up mm, front and yeah, center. Yeah, there's heaps of people want to pile on and give her hell, and you know, her records sell and blah blah blah. Yeah. Happy mm. days, and it seems to me that's how. That's how you get there, but it's a it's a it's a different world, eh? You know what I mean? Like yeah, different yeah. politics mm. there. It's just yeah. like mm. slagging off some other artist, so she has to respond or he has yeah. to respond, and um, you know, picked out one person, but a lot of you know 
um, of current artists do that, particularly in hip hop and rap and stuff like that. It can that. often often be just in video clips these days. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. yes, who can be the most explicit? Who can wear the least clothes? Mm-hmm. Who yeah, can, and that's it. Who can it? have the most ridiculous, provocative dance moves? Yeah, or the, and, and it almost feels know, like the, there's that for a long while. You know, uh, 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 guys would have girls. You know, racially dressed in your film, and you know, yeah, you know, you sort of grin and bear it, whatever. And then um, at some point, the girls flip it on the head and say, "No, no, no! Now we're going to. Mm. I'm going to stand in front of. I'm going to sing the song, and I have no clothes on or very little. Yeah. And, and as you said, I'm going to do some really. I'm mm. going to do a stripper dance mm. for you. That's it. And let's see if I can offend you that way. Well, well that's the thing. Like it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Nicki Minaj. There's no that's way it. I'm letting my daughter watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have this race. <laughs> we have this race to the yeah. job done. This is the thing. But yeah. that's what. That's what you're meant to say, Ben. Do you know that's what I'm right. sorry. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. As a parent. Yeah. As a parent. I'm not letting old... my children watch that man's frivolous. That's it's, right. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I switch off rage in the morning because yeah. I feel, yeah. as a responsible parent, that's it. That, that yeah. I'm making a decision. Yes. It's, it's unsuitable for you. That's yeah. right. And who just as I, someone just back as, in, in when yeah, they saw the right. Sex Pistols, oh my God. That's right. First of all, the name and the whole Queen, you know. No, no, no. Queen's you are you are not allowed to see Elvis, but you can only <laughs> see him from the waist up. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. So there's no difference. Yeah. None. Yeah. No, and it's weird sure. because you, you kind of don't want to be that guy, but you can't help it yeah. because no. you feel like this ain't right. I don't want to see that over my breakfast, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And But the thing is, the game's changed. <laughs> That's all that's happened, right? So I try to not let it get to me. But, I mean, um, if Heidi comes through and I'm watching Rage, she's like, oh, I'm enjoying the Rage, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's me That's me doing my, my Heidi yeah. impersonation. And she doesn't really sound like that. <laughs> not but, a Scottish. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, you know. Like, um, but, yeah. Now, here's the twist. There is another way that current artists um, become controversial, and it's by being shit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now, Mumble again, rats. again, mm-hmm. I am um, I am being guilty of being a dad, mm-hmm. but I do think there's a strong movement on to just produce terrible music, mm-hmm. like genuinely awful. It starts early. Kids, kids get into music. There's actually a genre of music all over YouTube and out there in the world, which is made for teenage. Not teenage girls, primary school girls. Tween. Tween. Yeah, tweens. And this stuff, <laughs> this stuff kills me. Yeah. Because because my kids are younger than yours, you, you're not experiencing it. No. So right? that not, not in the house. Type of. No, no, it's worse. What? It's worse <laughs> Come on, K-pop is well done. <laughs> some, some. Now we started off with a fairly, you know, most important. I'm almost like turning its head and saying least important, but. Um, there's there's a genre of music where it's basically produced by um, some little starlet's dad. Yeah. And you can just see the cogs behind, and it's just <laughs> so poor. And if these little girls all they get together and come around, that's all they want to listen to because it's beautifully marketed to them. Mm. And that yeah. is the most yeah. offensive thing I have ever seen <laughs> in music in my life. So there's a thing yeah, in 20 years' time, people so will be looking back and you go, right. Do you remember that movement? Mm. Where yeah. it was just, you know, Do you remember all the parents real, got upset? My daddy about it. says no. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was an important it's part of my life when <laughs> you're not young enough to overtake. But that, but that's that. That's the thing too, isn't it? That. That that's that terrible marketing ploy of well, for years and years and years we've served up this music to teenagers because we know that they're a, they're a, they're a, at a price point when we can go, yeah, this is for you. 
give us your money. Mm. You know, this is we've built this just for you. But that's you know? like just yeah, purely market driven yeah. music. You know what it hit home for me is when Liam, who's four this four, week, yeah. but when he heard it the first time, he would have been three. Crazy Frog. Oh god. The second yeah. he heard Crazy Frog, he adored it. <laughs> the split second he heard yeah, it's that like frog crack for kids. And I suddenly went, Wow. Wow. That is that's the market. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was what that thing took off on. It mm. was the little kiddies hearing it yeah. and going, I love it. Yeah. And the parents not being able to not buy it for them. Now it's free, yeah. now it's on the internet. Now you can't avoid this hell. That's it's it. out there, it's coming for your children. It's very, very afraid. So, when, so when's your album coming out of this music? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I couldn't cash it. Couldn't <laughs> do it. But, um, ning, yeah. ning, ning, ning. I mean, really? There's mm. a lot of dads out there that are. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right, so we might wrap it up there. And just to summarise, uh, Crazy Frog is the most, <laughs> the most, important, most important album of all time. <laughs> um, so I think, again, we've solved the problems of the musical world there. And uh, thank you very much for listening and tune in again on The Lords of Loud. And don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.